I'm Jay Matthews, and this is AD Update. Today, we're actually moving into the sport of golf. I'm here with Briarwood Varsity Golf Coach, both for the boys and the girls, Matt Pinkerton. Matt, thanks for joining us. Well, th- yeah, thanks for having me, Coach. Uh, love, love the idea of this podcast series. Love talking golf. Um, we've actually just uh, just begun our season this week. Got a lot to be, you know, thankful for. A lot to look forward to. Built a lot off of my first season here last year, um, and and I think it could be a really special year this year. So, so we'll talk about the team in just a second. But you're 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 not the normal Briarwood coach in the sense that you know you didn't go to Briarwood. You know, yeah. And then you kind of sought us out uh, because we had a unique need in terms of someone to teach uh, Chinese. Yeah. And uh, yeah. you, had, you had lived in China and mm-hmm. just kind of found us. And then it's been a big hit. We found out you had an interest in <laughs> golf and we had the yeah. need. So tell us a little bit of story of, uh, you know, a little bit of your background and how you found your way. I think you just walked in the front door and, and said, we need to hire you. And, and we did. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. That That's literally exactly how it went down. Um, you know, I uh, was looking for a job a couple summers ago. Um, was talking to a few schools, uh, but nothing really felt right. Didn't really feel like the Lord was calling me in any particular direction. And um, you know, a friend of mine, a mentor of mine, saw uh, you know some some job opportunities here at the Briarwood community. Um, I was, you know, I have been familiar with Briarwood. I went to Oak Mountain High School, so graduated right up the street. Um, so. Uh, they had a unique position available for a Mandarin Chinese uh, teacher. Um, our old teacher was moving on, you know, relocating, um, and we wish her the best. But uh, it was difficult to fill a position, from my understanding. So my mentor kind of encouraged me. He said, "Hey, you know what? Why don't you go suit up, print off your resume, and walk in the front door?" So that's exactly what I did. Um, I guess almost two years ago, walked in the front door. And the you know our previous principal, Dr. Sean Brower, was standing there, uh, almost literally waiting for me. Um, and I walked in the door and I said, "Hey, uh, you know, are you are you the one in charge around here?" And he said, "Well, sometimes I am. What can I do for you?" Uh, so one thing really led to another, and, and we kind of moved quickly, um, you know, through that process. And I felt like the Lord had called me here. Mm. I felt like um, I did have hopefully something to give to the Briarwood community. And um, so I spent, you know, my first year here teaching Mandarin Chinese and coaching golf, which is a niche little market, I think. Absolutely. Uh, certainly, <laughs> certainly in central Alabama. Uh, but uh, it's been it's been a wonderful ride. And, and to be able to see, um, you know, the Briarwood community accept me, take me in, um, support me, I have fortunately been able to watch my position here grow even more than that. So love being part of this community, love being part of this Briarwood family. Um, and it's, it's really wonderful to be here. So do you ever sit back and think about, so previous to Briarwood, yeah. you know, experiences you had, mm-hmm. you know, living in China, right. you know, what limited experience you have with golf, you would have no clue during those days that this mm-hmm. was actually going to pay off in terms of your being prepared for at least this part of the next journey in your life. So any, any thoughts about that, about how it kind of all fits together? You know, it's um, uh, the Lord does work in mysterious ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I was blessed and very fortunate to have uh, my time in eastern China, and I was over there for six years. 
Um, and uh, when I first landed there, I didn't know a single word of Mandarin Chinese at all, which was probably not the best uh, best start. But you <laughs> that, know what? That doesn't surprise me knowing you. <laughs> but you, hey, but you know what, Coach? Uh, you start you start to learn the language real quick when you start to go hungry. Yeah, yeah. So you'll figure out the word for rice and noodles. Uh, probably week two over there, I started yeah. getting real hungry. So, um, but you know what? I mean, those those seeds were planted by the Lord so long before hmm. anything manifested itself over here uh, within the Briarwood community. And if if anybody ever has a single doubt that the Lord does not push you in the direction that He desires. I mean, those types of stories are just one in a million. So a little bit of your classroom piece, too. So this mm-hmm. year you added government econ, I think, yeah, uh, to your right. repertoire. Yep. So I was actually having lunch today with some of your students, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of senior guys were eating lunch. And I said, hey, I'm doing the podcast with Coach Pinkerton. <laughs> you know, talk to me about him. And, yeah. and so it's pretty cool in terms of uh, – uh, had two two of them say he's my favorite teacher. Okay. I said, well, well, why? And they said, well, he's passionate about teaching. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, one of them said he's loud when some teachers mumble, but that's because he's excited about the material. You yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. But then the other one said, but but you can tell that he really cares about you because he's he's always asking about us how we're doing, and then they say he just really he's passionate about what he's teaching. He's cares about us and and I think that resonates with them so to see you so quickly have an impact on students is very it's got to be very encouraging to you yeah no I, I appreciate you saying that I mean I think the world of education and teaching is such a unique position that one has in life mm-hmm. because we are educating the students that will go on to be doctors and nurses and businessmen and women and leaders within our community. And it's, uh, it's one of those positions in which we are, you know, po- hopefully positively impacting the future men and women of our community and our country. And that's a position in which I take very seriously. Um, but I also know and understand that most learning and education doesn't even happen within the four walls of a classroom. So being able to provide these students the tools to not only leave Briarwood, but continue their educational journey, whether that's their spiritual journey or actual academia is, is really what it's all about. Yeah. So let's move into golf a little bit. So, you know, I'd, I'd been the golf coach years ago, the mm-hmm. mid-90s, uh, and here I am, I'm athletics director, and it doesn't take long in my role to see that there's really no such thing as a minor sport. Yeah. You know, does that make sense? Oh, like, yeah. No, I agree with you. Uh, if you've got uh, parents who have children and that's their desire, they want their young men and women to have every opportunity to grow in the sport that they've dedicated themselves to. Yeah. Uh, we're not allowed to, and I think it's a healthy pressure. We can't have a varsity coach in any sport that <clears throat> is not committed to being the best that they absolutely can be. To find someone that fits all that, and then for, for you to come in and do what you did just in year one, mm-hmm. one, you actually got us a girls' team. Right. Uh, very, And then the guy's super competitive, but I get the feeling 
that all that you did in terms of the equipment, uniforms, upgrading the tournaments we play, how many tournaments, the communication piece, I get feeling that's just kind of ground level for you in terms of what you hope to see kind of accomplished in this, this program. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's where we want to be. I mean, honestly, uh, last year being my first year leading the golf programs, getting them off the grounds, uh, it was our foundational year. Um, and our coaching staff, we have a five-year plan in place, and that was year one of it. And to your point of what you're talking about, year one was really about laying that foundational level, getting our vision and expectations in place. And now we are transitioning, you know, into the mid tier part of that year two and three is going to be, you know, kind of the, the, the structuring of taking that foundation that we've started and continuing to manifest the vision in which we want it to be. Um, you know, here, here at Briarwood, we really do have a lot of the resources available that you talked about. And so, uh, you know, being able to assemble a coaching staff that can take all of those moving parts and pieces and put it all together to get us from, you know, February 1 all the way until, you know, uh, the, the, the state championship, which is in the middle of May. Being able to coordinate and logistically move all of those pieces uh, is something that I personally enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do like the management behind what that takes and what that requires um, and getting, you know, our young athletes to buy into the vision of what we're doing here. Um, we are not going to, uh, you know, set this entire program up to be, you know, a one and done type thing or, you know, to have like one great year and then call it quits. Every athlete, whether it's our boys or our girls, they they deserve the best of what we can do every single year. Yeah. And, and so, Last year was really important uh, to get that vision, that foundation down in place. Um, and so year two of really my five-year vision uh, it is, has just begun. So we're gonna hopefully see you know, a long-term, consistent, stable program that I, that I believe Briarwood and these kids deserve. Yeah, and, and golf is so interesting. Uh, obviously, it's, in, it's individualized. Uh, there is a team team part of it, team mm-hmm. concept yeah. part. Uh, but the the discipline it takes to actually work on the parts of golf that you have to do to make it fun. Like, right. you can't just grip it and rip it or see how hard <laughs> you spin it. You know, you've got to spend hours put, putting, chipping. That's right. Course management. Uh, learning how to compete under pressure, you mm-hmm. know, you've got to make the three foot putt. You know, most guys on yeah. the weekend at their club, they'll just play as a gimme and pick it up. But in this this competition, you've yeah. got to make it. You got to play the ball down, and then of course there's a huge integrity piece in golf. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what's the kind of a unique challenge of getting, say, a 14, 15, 16 year old to buy into the type of work we're talking about? Because it's not it's not usual mm-hmm. for someone that age. Yeah, it's um, golf is unique in in that perspective is, uh, and I, and I think it's a real special opportunity too. Um, you know, growing up, uh, like these teenagers are in two thousand twenty three, there are a million different distractions that they have every single day. Yeah. Whether that's social media on their phone or you know societal pressures outside, whatever that may be. 
there are more things to distract our youth today than there's ever been. No doubt. So, so getting these athletes, you know, these teenagers, um, to be able to tune all of that noise out in the background and focus on the shot that they have to take at that moment it is one of the most difficult things, I think, for our young student athletes to do. But if, you know, once they have that and once they can do that, I think that will serve them very well, long beyond their Briarwood days and the fact that, you know, they're going to go out and start their own companies yeah. that are going to require that attention to detail. They're going to go out and some of them will become doctors and medical professionals where they have to tune everything out and focus on what is happening right then and there. So I think that's one of our biggest challenges, but I think it's one of the coolest opportunities to instill things like that for the long term. The other thing about that individual sport, and then we really believe in teaching team concepts, you know, mm -hmm. kind of not being isolated or alone. Right. Not easy. I remember reading an article about David Duvall one time, one of the great players in our in history. Yeah. You know, but when he was at Georgia Tech, he was not really a team player. <laughs> you, know, since, you know, he didn't was, bring anybody along yeah. with him or whatever. And, and again, just that was what the article said. So, <laughs> so is there anything you do as far as uh, promoting team concepts? And then you're also unique in that you have uh, both uh, a men's a team and a women's team. Yeah. Uh, pretty talented young women's team. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, do you have to work on some of the dynamics of how all that fits together? Yeah, some of, some of the dynamics of the team sport of golf, although it's you know viewed as an individual sport, is is um, it does take a collective scorecard, all added and put together to advance to the next round. So in boys golf, we'll usually play five, and one of those numbers will drop off, and you'll add the other four together, and that is the cumulative team score that you will either place with or move on with, or, you know, it'll, it'll come up short. So, um, and from the girls side, generally you'll take uh, four girls. And again, the lowest one will drop off. You'll take the top three and so on and so forth. So um, getting our student athletes and teenagers to buy into the notion that, you know, yes, I have an individual scorecard, but every single stroke that I take, is going to count and it's going to matter mm -hmm. in that cumulative team score is is the part of the team aspect of golf that there has to be. I mean, if you have the opportunity to really go for a birdie, but it comes with some risk, you've got to sit and pause and think, you know what, I can probably guarantee myself a par or do I need to be the hero and do I, do I need to really go for this birdie that could easily turn into a double bogey yeah. if I mess this thing up. So, you know, getting getting our teenagers and our student athletes to buy into, yes, it's an individual score. Yes, I want to, you know, um, be the best that I can be individually. There is a huge aspect of the team of golf that every one of these strokes is going to come together. They all count. And we as a collective whole have got to score better than you know three or four other teams yeah that's that's great that's good stuff and to me that's the value of athletics you know at Briar Woods mm -hmm. I like the school-based team aspect even more so than travel teams or whatever it's kind of showcase of 
individuals. individuals yeah. yeah. So that's uh, that that's that's really really good. Talk to us a little bit about some of the courses that you're going to be playing, and then uh, uh, some of the tournaments that you're in, and, and maybe a little bit about this year's team coming up. Yeah, it's um. I guess I'll start uh, from our boys' side. We're going to be traveling a little bit more this year. We have a, a an early tournament up at the RTJ Hampton Cove, which is you know up north. Uh, that's a course we haven't played yet as a team. Um, it's early in March, so we'll get to figure out very early exactly where we are mm-hmm. uh, in golf. It is we have a couple months to construct a playoff team that is going to move on into sectionals. Um, so we we're, we're going to play a number of courses that we are familiar with: Hoover Country Club, uh, Ballantrae, Timberline. Um, you know some of the some of the courses close to us, but we are going to go on the road as well. Um, and the girls too. We're going to take the girls. Uh, they have some really exciting tournaments. Uh, we're at Fort Payne for one. Uh, we're probably headed to Auburn for another one. They're also going to join us up north at the Hampton Cove. Um, and really, more than anything, I'm very excited about our playoff opportunities this year. But this year, I believe that we're going to be able to put both our boys and girls teams in better competitive uh, situations in which, you know, I think, um, I think we're going to have some really good results and it could be a really special season. And of course, you know, we've got beautiful golf here locally. Yeah. Uh, so the fact that they get access to Greystone at times, mm-hmm. uh, and did I see it right? Y'all doing at least something at Shoal Creek, an event there. Is that correct? Yeah, we're actually uh, we're playing at Shoal Creek tomorrow. Um, you know, one of our one of our families has been able to facilitate um, kind of a kind of a Briarwood kickoff to this season. Yeah, um, and it's it's going to be a really good opportunity for our team to get together and kind of just play and kick off this season, and and we're extremely appreciative of that and it's such a cool way to start a year out getting to go out to shoal which i've actually never even been to so i'm looking forward to seeing it so i don't have the file that i can remember but i have like five or six years in a row of hall thompson writing me the nicest handwritten rejection letter (laughs) when we're asking for the briarwood team to be out at shoal creek so you guys are actually doing something uh, i'm a little (laughs) bit jealous of because all those years you know and 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 you're gonna love it. It's a it's a well, it's just a really special place out there. Yeah. So last question, kind of close up. Yeah. Uh, you've had a great impact uh, here at Briarwood in such a short time. Uh, how has Briarwood impacted you? Gosh, um, you know, I was just talking to one of our school administrators the other day uh, about the tremendous blessings that I have felt personally in both my spiritual growth here. And just being able to be around a, a, a Christ-following community like Briarwood. And I've said this a couple times, and the more I say it, the more I realize just how true it is. But I, it is my hope and my prayer that I have given back to Briarwood even half of what I feel like the Lord has blessed me with uh, since, since he's called me to be part of this community. Well, Matt, I've sure enjoyed working with you. It's been a joy to watch you. We came out to some matches last year and uh, a lot of talent, you know, but I also know that not everyone will understand the amount of work it takes just on the mm-hmm. logistics side yeah. of setting this up. It's not like we have 18 holes here at Briarwood, so every sure. time you play, 
you're having to make phone calls, you're having to follow up, you're having mm-hmm. to work with transportation and so forth. So I appreciate what you've done, and, and you've been a real asset to, to our athletics program. So I want to thank you for that. Well, yeah, thank you, Coach. Uh, we, we always appreciate your support, you know, from the athletics side. It's no small, you know, it's no small feat to run any varsity program in the state of Alabama. But, but golf, you know, being off-site is a, is a whole other thing. So we appreciate your support. We appreciate everybody's support within this Broward community. And uh, we, we believe this is going to be a really special season. at Briarwood Christian School in Birmingham, Alabama. And each episode of this podcast is dedicated to our coaches, volunteers, and other staff members who help us wrestle with what it means to be a Christian, competitive, athletics program in contemporary society. Thank you for tuning in to this latest episode of AD Update.